What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. It is week four picks with myself, Matt Adams, and Matty D. You notice solo pod shenanigans in the title. That is because I recorded the opening part on college football and the end part on the playoffs for baseball. A little update this morning. You might hear in the background a little construction. Recording this right before I go to work. We recorded the picks last night. I hope you guys really enjoy it. This one was a lot of fun to record. As always, though, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Facebook and Instagram. And join the Bullpen Cart Podcast Facebook group. Be a part of the conversation. But enjoy the episode, guys. Have a great weekend. And here we go. episode of the podcast here on the bullpen cart podcast feed it is the fun v tailgate show week four picks i of course am the g-man jordy cannell a solo pod to start we had our buddy matt adams on and maddie d joined there we all kind of a busy wednesday night so we recorded this for about 40 minutes last night uh, i had a ton of work i actually ended up working pretty late both of them very busy with their jobs and whatnot. So we did this. I'm actually recording this early in the morning. If you hear some noises in the background, a house across the street from me is getting redone. Um, but getting this solo portion out to you, I wanted to uh, expand on some other thoughts. We obviously do our NFL picks and then one college game in the pick'em section. So most of the NFL talk will be there. Going to do a little college talk and then send it over. And then probably afterwards for the outro, talk a little bit about playoff baseball as the wild card is, uh, you know, underway. It's, uh, I don't know, I was about to say what percentage it was done because three different American League series are done, National League. We'll see how that wraps up today on, on Thursday. And then obviously if any of them go to game three, it's on Friday. There's game three in the AL. So we'll, we'll cover that at the end. But jumping right into it with college, we have some news since Maddie D and I recorded last week's episode. The Pac-12 has decided they're coming back. They're going to play a nine-game schedule, so just all in-conference games. The Big Ten, obviously, was coming back. We talked about that. They're playing eight games. Also playing eight games, the Mid-American Conference, the MAC, some action. They will be playing an eight-game schedule. The College Football Playoff Committee says they're going to do the same old business as usual. Four teams get in. Mentioned it last week with all the different teams ending at different times. It's going to be very interesting to see what ends up happening. For instance, a lot of teams are ending on November 28th, right after Thanksgiving. The Pac-12 is ending on December 5th, which would normally be the Heisman Trophy presentation night, Army-Navy game. And the Big Ten, because they're not starting until the end of October, not ending their season until December 12th. Michigan-Ohio State scheduled for December 12th, and that's going to be awesome. I know, know they've talked about everybody's bowl eligible and all this stuff. So we don't know when bowl games are going to start first and foremost. That's going to be a uh, incredible sight to see when, when some of these things happen. Like are they the ones that of the, that are matchups traditionally of conferences that have ended, are they going to be playing at the same time as big 10 games that, that quote unquote matter and all this stuff. Um, 
I don't know. It's going to be incredible. Like the the Music City Bowl or something like that. I think that's a. Uh, I think that's ACC Pac-12 or ACC SEC maybe. Uh, yeah, that'll make the most sense. It's in Nashville. Sorry, speculating here. But it's just, it's exciting to see. We weren't sure we were going to get this. We thought it was going to be kind of a weird season of not everybody's playing. So many players have opted out, and we're getting it. We're getting something. We're getting somewhere. And a lot of players have opted in. Micah Parsons, somebody we talked about last week, Penn State linebacker, has decided not to. He's on Mel Kuyper's big board. It's the number five prospect. Um, I've seen this guy play. I saw him play actually in high school. Guy's an absolute beast. Understandable why he wouldn't want to, though. And, you know, it, anybody else that decides not to. You know, we've seen this in a ton of different sports professionally and, um, you know, overseas as well. That they don't they don't feel comfortable doing it. Some played obviously like the Jonas Cespedes, and he decided to opt out or just decided right away didn't want to do it. So totally respect any decisions anybody makes with this. But again, we're getting football. It's coming back, or we're we're you know the full football. It's obviously been here. And on that note, let's let's talk about last week because last week, folks, was awesome. We got a big upset. The champs went down. LSU falling to Mississippi State. And this is what we thought was going to happen, right? They hadn't played, they hadn't played any actual meaningful football games, and we got some close ones. We got some close games, and LSU falling to Mississippi State. Some teams maybe thought weren't as good as as we thought they could be, like Kentucky playing Auburn. Even Auburn only putting up 20, 29 points. Thought they would have done a lot better. Florida, they look like they're as good as advertised. Fifty one, thirty five over. Ole Miss. Um, but then, you know, Oklahoma loses to Kansas State for the second time in as many years, which is incredible to see. Uh, West Virginia, which we thought may keep it close with Oklahoma State, didn't. Oklahoma State looks like they're going to be pretty good with Chubba Hubbard and all and all of that. Uh, but yeah, the, the Mississippi State-LSU game is 44-34 final score. And Mississippi State not to be trifled with. I think this is a team that people thought could be pretty good, this Mississippi State Bulldogs team. And... You know, they they fought, and they didn't go away. Looked like it was going to become this weird defensive battle, uh, 17-14 at halftime. LSU ties it up, and, and even going into the fourth quarter, it's 27-24, you think, all right, maybe one or two more touchdowns. And Mississippi State put the throttle on. You know, it's a tie ball game with under 10 minutes to go, and Mississippi State didn't slow down. It looks like KJ Costello, who we've seen – over the past couple of years at a couple different places, he really looks like he's been doing a, a solid job and, and looked really good in the highlights of this game. If you haven't checked him out, go watch it. Um, if you're LSU, though, are you worried? Are you nervous about what's going on? I wouldn't necessarily think so. Miles Brennan looks like he's going to be the real deal. Obviously, his first big boy start in college. Um, but this is what we thought, right? I know I didn't end up picking it because I was a little, little afraid to go anywhere near the SEC in terms of points last week, but you had to think that these games were going to be a lot a lot closer than they were. And, you know, we see why. We had these games. This game, obviously, was only a 10-point spread. Mississippi State was a 16-and-a-half-point dog. Um, and now they've jumped up to the rankings. You know, Kansas State, Oklahoma, that's Big 12. But still, you know, we hadn't seen a ton of them. Now they're, you know, they end up winning. Auburn, Kentucky, that's a 16-point win, but... Again, it's I think that the story of that's more Kentucky wasn't as good as we thought, and Auburn 
could be as good as we thought. They're playing Georgia this week, the big test. I'm very excited to watch that game and see what happens there. You know, elsewhere, ACC action, we're, you know, kind of moving along, I, I guess is the right way to put it. Um, you know, I don't really know what what else to say. Miami looks incredible against Florida State. Uh, glad I talked Greg off of that ledge of picking Florida State with the points and thinking Miami was going to win but not cover the spread because they demolished FSU. FSU, talking about them for a hot second, not sure where they're going in terms of a trajectory of a, of a program. They obviously have new coaching in there. They've had it for the last couple of years. And Miami, this is another season under Mark Recht where they start off so hot and they don't let up. They keep putting, they keep pounding it. It was 38 to three at halftime. Final score is 52 to 10. And the only, the only things that were happening in the second half was a touchdown in the third quarter. And then Miami could have really just, you know, slowed up and let it go. And no, they kept the starters in. They really, really throttled Florida state. Sorry. The buzzsaw in the background distracting me, uh, you know, doing what we can here early in the morning. But it got to be excited about the the Hurricanes here. I know, obviously, we've had this. We've seen this story before. Miami starts off super hot. Then they end up playing Clemson or they play even Notre Dame. And that ends up slowing things down. And, and we, you know, they, we end up learning who they really are. But you got to be excited that there's another ACC team outside of Clemson who's having themselves a week or having themselves a, a year so far. Um, elsewhere, we had uh, Pitt. Now they're ranked. They won. They beat Louisville. That's one that I think, if you're a Pitt fan, you're probably pretty excited that they're you're now on the ranked bo- rankings. Uh, almost at the ranked board. But you know we got to see how that goes. Again, it's the ACC. They're only playing each other. We'll have to see how this all goes. You know, there's a really good point made about the SEC that a lot of these teams end up getting ranked because at the end of the season because they all show quality and they all have these various different wins and cannibalization. Um, and without the without a measuring stick, really, I know they some of these ACC teams played one out of conference game. We're not getting a ton of that, so I don't know. This week is going to be pretty good. We have obviously mentioned the the big matchup that we talk about a little bit in picks, so I don't want to spoil my analysis on it of Auburn versus Georgia. But we got we have some other stuff out there too. Pitt's playing at NC State, which I feel like could be a pretty good game there. Uh, TCU Texas Texas is uh, actually off to a pretty hot start as well. Again. Same story, different team of we've seen this we've seen this before and we gotta see what ends up happening here. Uh, I think that could be a really good game. Texas is a twelve point favorite, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that game be close and a lot of scoring over under sixty two and a half. Uh elsewhere, elsewhere, elsewhere. We got Tennessee playing Missouri. Um might be a dud, might be a fun game. Tennessee looked pretty good in their first win, uh, so I, I, I would expect them to win this as well. Eleven and a half points. Missouri not really having a lot a lot going there. If you feel like betting it, throwing it into a parlay, maybe. Um, what else do we got here? UNC. UNC is 12th in the nation. Playing Boston College, who has actually started off to a pretty hot start. Uh, UNC normally has that high-flying offense. And I don't know. This game could be pretty interesting because BC hosting this game, 13-point dogs, they aren't too shabby they haven't put up a ton of yards which is uh probably the the big thing to keep an eye out here but i don't know this could be something where if unc isn't super careful i guess is the, the best way to put it this could be a lot closer uh, i think they're gonna win i think they're gonna pull it out they played 
you uh, they played Syracuse. I was going to say UNC played UNC. Played Syracuse a couple weeks ago. That was the uh, the Rex Culpepper first touchdown from a couple weeks back. So exciting to see what this team ends up doing. Again, it's just fun to see other other ACC teams in the mix other than Clemson. And it'll be it'll be great. You know, just it's great having college football back. It's great to see teams on the board and and getting a little more of that action. We're into October now, recording this on in the morning of October 1st. Um, and, you know, with all these different lower-tiered FBS schools coming back, it's going to be fun to watch how that gets into the mix as well because these teams are playing for nothing but pride at this point. They're not going to have the opportunity to pull the upset special. I know uh, Jacksonville State, shout-out to uh, my boy Kenny. You know, if you guys remember from a couple years ago, he came on a lot. Big Jackson, he is actually an alum of Jacksonville State. They're playing Florida State. That'll be very interesting to see how that game goes. Mentioning guys that can play the underdog. But elsewhere, we're not really getting that, you know. And and these other teams are just playing purely for pride. They'll Obviously, any of them are bowl eligible. So any, if any of them end up playing into any sort of game, we'll see what they end up doing. But, you know, at this point, unless you're in the American Conference and you're playing UCF, you're not really getting an opportunity to be this national TV darling to you know be the be the hero. Where Tulsa, for instance, is playing UCF and they're a 21 point dog, and maybe they pull it off. But UCF looks like they're going to be a solid UCF program again. They're two and zero again. ESPN two game going against the Georgia <laughs> Auburn game that's on ESPN one. Uh, so that's a flip over. And- See if the score is there. If you bet the over of 72, maybe a check-in on that. But, yeah, that's uh, that'll do it for college. A little quicker, obviously. Uh, Matty D is the bigger prospect talker. Um, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit. We haven't gotten a chance to really talk about it because it's been kind of a weird start to the year. Um, hopefully next week when Matt and I are both a little less busy with work and everything, we'll do a full-on show, get questions and all that good stuff. So make sure that you're subscribed and all that and in the groups or – in the Facebook group and subscribe, uh, follow us on Twitter, man, early morning shenanigans, but I'm going to send it over to picks. Now we had our buddy, Matt Adams on. He's a buddy of ours from Lehigh. He's a big baseball guy. We've tried to get him on for the baseball show and that just hasn't lined up. So we finally got him on for football. He's a big jets fan. So we talk about that a little bit. It was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it, but here he is, Matt Adams. All right. It's time for picks. We now welcome on a good buddy of ours. He went to Lehigh, a great baseball player and a even bigger Jets fan. It is our friend Matt Adams, not the MLB player, but close. Matt, how you doing, man? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great, and I just wish I was as good at baseball as the actual Matt Adams. <laughs> um, it was quite the uh, fortunate circumstance that I was uh, 5'9 and 170 pounds, so ah, yeah. did not quite make the MLB. Hey, you know. Uh, okay, well, hang on a second. First of all, that was the biggest backhanded introduction of all time. I, I really enjoyed that, Jordy. So thank you so much for for locking that up. And at Matt, you added a couple inches and you took off a couple pounds, but <laughs> you're a pretty decent guy. You know, second best Matt currently on the podcast. You know, anyway, just thought I'd welcome you in. So. <laughs> all right. Well, so Adams, this is your first time on. Welcome. For those that are not familiar with the guest picker segment, the way we do this, it is five picks. For the NFL, one college game, we go against the spread. It is a snake draft style. Adams, how do you feel? Firstly, how do you feel about the Jets going going into this year? We'll, we'll start off there. 
Well, I'll just start by saying I'm used to pain. Um, being a Mets and Jets fan, it's uh, been quite the harsh existence. Um, haven't seen a championship yet in my uh, 29 years on this planet. But, uh, you know, Jets, they're basically a lost cause at this point, but all I can hope for is at the fire case. So um, hopefully I can get some picks right. All right. Well, we'll jump right into it. Snake draft style, five, five NFL, one college. Adams, you want to kick us off with your first pick? Sure. Um, I mean, I kind of got to go with the Denver Broncos to beat the spread here. Uh, they got, uh, got New York, New York Jets minus one. And uh, being a, a Jets fan myself, I know that they're worse than that. So, uh, yeah, we're with them. <laughs> Okay. I wish we were in his studio so bad right now. Just to, just so Adams can see the look on my face. But first of all, I, I have to say, I just appreciate that you are such a Jets fan. You've never given up hope. I think that's tremendous loyalty. And I, I appreciate that. How the Jets are favored by one is still mind boggling, except for the fact that Denver's on their third quarterback. So maybe that's the only reason why. I can't believe you're going to pick against your own team with your first pick. That's so brutal. Oh. It's a it's an excellent way to introduce yourself in there. Now, Maddie, is Blake Bortles starting? Expand on that. No, it's going to be Brett Ripon, I believe. That's Ooh. that's the current report. Um, Brett Ripon will start. Bounced around a little bit in the league. Uh, been a backup for a long time. Um, here's the thing. He's not better than Sam Darnold, okay? But everything else is better than everything else for the Broncos. Like they have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I, I still would love to hear the Vegas people talk about how they put the line at minus one. Adams, before we continue, I have to ask, like, are you on the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon? If the Jets are as bad as expected? That's a tough question. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I am on the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon. However, I never got on the Sammy, the savior bandwagon. So I'm kind of somewhere in the middle here. Um, Sam's not it. We'll just say that. See, now we normally don't do such a breakdown of a game, but with you on, like, I just, I have to ask a few questions. So, like, I wanted to make sure that you knew that I do pay attention to your Jets. Okay. And and it's beyond just fantasy football. Like, you guys have a lot of talent. You, well, I shouldn't say that. You have a lot of talent for a college team. Um, That's probably the better way to put it. Does that make sense? Can I say that? Uh, Averaging 187 yards. Per game, uh, that sounds a little more like a triple option college team more than a what we're traditionally seeing, especially right now in college. I would say that. There you go. Well, the, my only solace is that the Eagles are not much better this year. Yes, oh, I, very yeah, you true. know what? I see touche, touche. Yeah. I, like I, I realized when I, I was saying that. that we're teeing him up to just throw it right back. I know. I know. It's okay. You know, it's well deserved Although, on both if, sides. If you're moment. a Broncos yeah. fan, you're like you go onto this page, the game breakdown, and it has Jeff Driscoll, who's, who's benched as like one of your top guys to look out for. You got to feel weird as a Broncos fan to see that. Well, it's kind of a lost cause for the Broncos, right? I mean, they're in a really tough division. Uh, good, best of luck to them, you know, but um, let me ask Matt, if there were fans allowed to be at the game, I don't know what, I don't think New York's allowed any fans. Do you feel like the Jets would have, would you have picked the Jets if they could have been fans at the Meadowlands? Yes. I mean, let's be real. The Broncos aren't any great shakes either. So, I mean, they can easily lose this game. Um, I just think it's too easy right now to, to take the uh, spread here. Oh, yeah. Are you, want... Are you worried about the sticky turf? Uh, the Broncos should Sticky be. turf. 
Yeah, the, the Broncos should be the cursed turf. I don't know. The, I don't. I don't, and I don't. Look, I don't watch a lot of Jets games. They're not broadcast very much. So I, I don't. Do you not know the reference? Turf? No, I don't know the reference. So when the when they played the 49ers two weeks ago, all the 49ers players got hurt. Oh, and they're, the injury they're blaming, stuff. Uh, they're blaming the turf. the turf. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's that's more of a Meadowlands thing than a Jets thing. But I do agree. Matt, do you want the Jets to lose? Like, would it make you happier if they just bombed out and had had the first overall pick, or? Are you still holding on hope in week three? In week four? Uh, not yet, not yet. No. Um, okay. th- there have definitely been years like that, but uh, this year, no. I, I hope they, they turn it around, get Gase out of there, uh, figure something else out, have an actual offense, and then uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I like that. Well, Jordan, for the for the sake of moving on, I don't want to harp too much on the, the dumpster fire inside of the – I don't forget that line from the debate. But anyway, um, hey. I think we'll go with you next just to avoid any confusion, right? Okay, so we'll go Adams, me, Matt, and then sneak it back right. around. Uh, mm-hmm. Stefano. We'll, we'll, well, I was going to say, Adams doesn't yeah. understand when his, you refer to me last, by my first name, His right? last name, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, well, Adams, we can call him we'll, fake we'll, Matty we'll, D. We can call him that stop, too, Adams. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I will leave, I will leave <laughs> the podcast if you mention that again. But Adams would actually – he wouldn't call me – he might call me Stefano. Yeah, probably, hey, you know, right? He, I've heard him refer to you that way, yeah. I call you Stefano 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah and, and the other 10% of the time is du- is dumbass. So, like, there's – it's not like a – yeah, there's really no other other options. So uh, – Also, Jerry. Jerry, yeah, you took my line. <laughs> oh. uh, all right, Jordy, who do you have? All right, so for my second pick, there's a couple – there are a couple lines out here that are interesting. And uh, they might be sucker bets. There's some road teams that are – only favored by oh so many points, but this is a home team that somehow isn't favored by a touchdown. I'm going to go with the ever hated Dallas Cowboys minus four and a half against the Cleveland Browns. I know the Browns are two and one. They had a good win last week. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, a weird one and two, uh, but they, they should kill the Browns. Like the over under is set at 55 and a half. And that's because the, the Cowboys' defense isn't that good. But I don't think the Browns are going to light them up that badly. Like, maybe Odell is a big game. I don't know. But I think the Cowboys are going to win this by at least a touchdown. So I think this is a, almost a mortal lock. That's a great pick. I'll be honest. I, I would have picked the same thing. That was my next pick. Yeah. Um, I uh, I just think Browns are getting too big for the bricks over here. Yeah. Got two wins. Yeah, time, yeah, to, yeah. time to beat them back down. Yeah, exactly. So, Matty D, over to you for two. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to back here. Um, I think the first game I'm gonna I'm gonna do one now. Let me see if Yahoo has the line on this because I haven't been able to find one. No. So the first game I'm gonna take is the Vikings at the Texans. There's currently no line available for this, so it's basically a pick'em game at the moment. I'm gonna check um, the uh, I'm I'm check all a sports in. book to see if there's one on there. Okay, let me know. It doesn't matter. I'm all in on the Texans here. So the Texans have probably look. They're zero and three. It's super disappointing for them. They've got this great quarterback in Deshaun Watson. They have a little bit of talent there. Um, I like the Texans to take the Vikings in this game. I think the Vikings defense is really, really underperforming and under-talented. I think Kirk Cousins is exactly who we thought Kirk Cousins is. And while I do like some of their weapons there, uh, not enough for kind of an angry Houston team that had to start the season playing the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers, all three of which will most likely be playoff teams, two of which are – undefeated and another one which has the former mvp so that's my first uh pick there i think they're gonna hammer them all right so we'll just call it houston because uh, be it's not even on the it's not okay. on the sports book yeah i don't oh, know you know why it's on. not oh you know what you it's know the why because it might yeah it might not happen that's probably uh, oh well i'm still gonna take the texans yeah, um yeah. 
The only thing, yeah, um, I'll still take the Texans. If it doesn't hold water, it doesn't hold water. But for now, I'll go with them. And I think the Texans will. I don't know what the spread will be, but I'll tell them. I'll just take them to cover. I'll just I'll play uh, play a game there. For my second choice, I'm going to take a team that beat the Texans. That's the Baltimore Ravens. They're favored on the road by 14 against Washington. And if you think that Lamar Jackson and Co. aren't going to come out and absolutely obliterate the Washington um, defense and the Washington football team in general, I think you're out of your mind. I think you, they want to make a statement after that tough loss to the Chiefs. So I expect them to run it all over the place. I expect Lamar to be fantastic. I expect that defense to put the clamps on. An offense that has just a little bit more talent than the Jets, if I'm being completely honest. I like Sam Donald better than Dwayne Haskins, but Terry McLaurin is a player, so I don't want to totally discredit him. Um, I just think the Ravens are going to hammer him. I mean, that game might be like 35 to, to 3. Um so that's my back-to-back for you. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I normally try to stay away from the double-digit spreads in the NFL just because it's the NFL. You know, you never know what the hell is going to happen. But I agree with you. Washington, uh, between that and how how well the – I mean, granted, they played against Patrick Mahomes, but how well done, to use cooking terms, the Ravens' defense was torched by Patrick Mahomes. Um, they're not going to let that happen twice. They're not going to let that happen with this caliber of a team. Um, they basically called them their kryptonite, uh, Lamar Jackson did. So we'll see how they do. I, I like it. I, they're definitely going to win. That's almost a, that's the survivor pick of the week if you want that. Uh, but I like that pick a lot. Uh, so for my second one, uh, there's a couple ones out there. I thought maybe you guys might try to take one of them, but I'm just, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints minus four in Detroit. The Lions with their first win in what was it? Eight straight losses last week over on the road over Arizona, um, I'm not saying they necessarily played, played, you know, o- they overplayed themselves, but I just think New Orleans is a completely different team. Michael Thomas was practicing, so I think if he's in, lock in this line because it's probably going to move up. But I even even so, we saw Emmanuel Sanders get some action on Monday Night Football. Alvin Kamara is the complete workhorse, and he's going to have a field day against this defense. So I think it's probably minus four because they're on the road, but. I, I similar to Dallas. I think they're going to win this by at least a touchdown. Man, Jordy, that's uh, also a great pick. I was, <laughs> you stole my two. So it's uh, <laughs> kind of rough. I, sh- I should have started out with those instead of uh, picking against the jets, but uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? You had to do it, man. You, you know? had to do it. Yeah. You know, come on. But it is you for two now, Adams. Oh, it's for me for two. Yeah. He's po- right. now down. Here comes the panic now. Yeah, I gotta, gotta go to the back of the book here. Uh, Okay, so uh, here's what I was looking at uh, is the Buffalo Bills versus the Las Vegas yes. Raiders. Yes. Um, we got Buffalo minus three. It's tempting to pick the Bills. They've been playing really well. Josh Allen's playing out of his Ooh. mind. Um, but I'm going to go the opposite way here. I'm going to pick the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr and Co. Taking it to Buffalo and uh, beating them. I mean, at the end of the day, maybe it's just despite my Bills fan friends up in New York. Um but they're still the Bills, just like the Browns. They're still the Browns. Um, they're gonna they're gonna lose some here. So uh, I might piss off a lot of <laughs> a lot of people out here. But um, I got to pick against the Bills here. Oh boy! Bold statements only from the Steel Man. I love it. I love it. Now, I so love you're, it. but I'll I'll ask like from a football sense. I'm putting you on the spot. Are you more anti Bills in terms of like Josh Allen having a bad game, or are you more like, hey, I I've kind of liked what the Raiders have done to an extent. And I think they might be able to win. Like, does that make sense? 
I just see the Bills having a letdown here. I don't think he can keep just going at the same pace that they're going at right now. I, I completely agree. That was the game I was looking at as well. Um, I hate the Raiders' defense, but to your point, like there's just no way Josh Allen could do it again. I'm not a big fan, so I love that as your first one there. Yeah, that's great. So what's your what's your next one? Oh, that's a great question here. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to go with – you go with the cards here. Okay. Um, be, beating the spread against uh, Carolina Panthers. Um, I don't know. I I think they uh, – Kyler Murray just has more to do this year. He has looked – you know, he hasn't looked up to uh, up to snuff yet, but I think he's going to have a big game here and, and lead the victory by 10. So, there you go. I like it. I uh, – yeah, that that's one I was looking at as well. I think for a lot of what you just said, that – he has a ton of weapons. That defense, I feel like, wants to redeem itself after Detroit kind of put it to him a little bit uh, and, and got back, got themselves back into that game. Um, I do think Carolina should be not just completely underestimated without Christian McCaffrey. We saw Mike Davis play very well. I keep wanting to call him Miles because I see M.I. Davis, but he played really well in that game. Uh, he received all the uh, a number of targets, was threatening enough if the rest of that of the non McCaffrey backs get healthier. That can also help with that team. Um, but yeah, I, but I love that pick. So for my next one, uh, I'm tempted to, uh, go against some picks that are out there, but I'm going to go the new England Patriots plus seven against the Kansas city chiefs. Not that I don't think the chiefs are going to win this. I like the chiefs to win, but the Patriots to cover the spread at plus seven. Uh, I think there's going to be a shootout. I think a lot of people are probably thinking the chiefs just had a huge night on Monday night football. Mahomes had, five touchdowns their defense shut down the the ravens we're gonna give them a whole touchdown here uh, i think what the new england patriots have been doing is incredible i think their defense is not as good as it was last year so that's something that is uh you know you got to watch out for that but uh, i like this to be a shootout i like cam to kind of take it and and show that he and the patriots are you know still in, in the conversation for to be you know not not taken lightly kind of similar to what you were saying with the bills of Let's hold on right now before we crown the Bills the AFC East champion. So I like the the Patriots to keep this game tight. Okay. All right. And it's a bold statement because we're talking the Chiefs here. We're talking Patty. I know it's the Pats, so I appreciate you coming from that angle. Cam's brought a nice little little angle to that team as well, but oh, man. I think in terms of the dual-threat quarterbacks, he's – obviously Russell Wilson is having a year. But, you know, Cam, I feel like it's going under the radar because of – you know, not a lot of people are paying attention to to New England and are seeing what Tom Brady's doing in Tampa Bay, and then all these different other storylines. Josh Allen's looking really nice. Like I mentioned, Russell Wilson is having this career year, and then everything with Patty. I, I just feel like, especially if it continues to go this way, we might even see this line move to seven and a half or maybe even eight points by the time we get to Sunday. That's right. I get that. I get that. Um, also, I just wanted to point out, Adams, I love the line that Kyler Murray has more to do. Like, that excites me. Not just because I have him in, like, every fantasy league, but also, like, he's a fun little guy to watch. Yeah. That's that baseball player reference, isn't it? You just know he's a baseball player. You wanted to put it out there. Look at you guys sticking together. So, and the um, homies. Yeah. That's what you like. <laughs> yes. And the homies. I love it. <laughs> um, so, I, I don't know why I'm stuck on this bandwagon, guys, but I'm going to take another, like, huge spread and to, for them to be co- and then to cover it. And that's the Ra- uh, the L.A. Rams oh, uh, having the Giants come to town. 
12 and a half? Or what exactly have the Giants with Saquon Barkley done? What are they going to do without him? The answer is nothing. They have Love this injuries on they injuries all over the wide receiving core. Daniel Jones is at this point at best he's stable. He's that he's steady. He's not improving, but it, honestly, it looks like he's regressing a little bit. Not all his fault. Their defense is trash. Rams come off a really kind of stunning loss. To Matt's point about the Bills, like come on, the Bills aren't that good, and the Rams aren't going to give up that many points most weeks. Um, I think Aaron Donald lives. I think he basically take, takes Daniel Jones's lunch box um, and lunch money um, and sets up. He might even take some handoffs directly from Jones at one point. So, also, is there a better? I'm serious. Like, is there a better offensive mind than Sean McVay? What the what he has created there? I thought they had a down year last year for reasons that I didn't think were necessarily McVay's. But yeah, injuries. Watching, I mean, Woods, Cooper Cup are just fantastic. They've got good tight ends. Um, I love their running back core. Um, it's it's going to be hard for the Giants to stop. So I'm all in on the Rams covering that spread, uh, and I, I will take them hard there. That's my first one. Yeah, you have bigger nuts my than second... I do. I love that pick. I would not have taken it just because <laughs> of the double digits. I know it's 12 in and my, a half. It's, in, like, it's in my bones to not take that big of a spread in, in NFL, college, all over it. It's just a mind block. I know. I love the pick. I know. For my second pick, I've been back and forth, but I'm going to take – a really interesting matchup, and that's the Colts coming to Damn Chicago. <laughs> yes, all right. Damn Take it. on Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears, who are the most surprising 3-0 team in the league. Foles came in, did some incredible things, but it was against the Falcons. So I Indianapolis actually has the spread, has the has the line at two. Um I've been back and forth the entire time we've been talking about this on what I think is gonna happen because I am a huge Indianapolis fan this year. Um, so, Jordy, I might be going against what you would do, but I'm actually going to take the Colts to cover, probably win by three. I really like them for some reason. I don't know what it is. Um, so, the Bears are without Tariq Cohen. Yes. Um, I, you know, so I'm, I just think they're a fraudulent 3-0. and even with Nick Foles' heroics, but it was against the Falcons. Like, I can't take a lot from that, in my opinion. So until I see it against the quality defense, and, and I think the Colts have one, and they have a steady offense that has the potential to explode, I'm taking, I'm taking the Colts in this one. No, I'd actually agree with you. That was going to be my next pick. I think this game is going to be, like, 10-7. And it's like – yeah. I think, like, I hate betting unders, but this is, like, I feel like a lock to be under 44.5 points. It does not seem like either team is going to score three touchdowns. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Are so we going do you have another back one? Back to me, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we got – so that was going to be my next pick, but I uh, – you mentioned the Falcons. They're, they are a seven-point dog on Monday Night Football against the Packers. I mean, this is – how this is not a – least a 10 point spread two weeks became the first team to have multiple double or 15 point leads blown and it's only week three it's only through week three ah, it's only through three weeks it's a lot of ths there um give me the packers minus seven aaron Rodgers on a completely different level with lazard and with aaron jones looking great too uh he's got some some weapons that he is really flashing out there He's telling Jordan Love, you get the bottle of tequila and you take some shots. And he's getting after it. So I love the Packers here. Minus seven, Monday Night Football. 
book it. And Jordan, that's a great pick. I was going to say about the exact same thing. You keep taking <laughs> all my damn picks, but, uh, but wait, I just want to ask though, Jordy and Adams, Atlanta has to be the greatest fantasy football team of all time. Right. Well, like, in terms of all the first the, round picks they have, not all the first round picks, all the yards and all the points they're scoring. Oh, and they're yeah. always behind. They're always losing. They're always like, throwing. If you have Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Yes. Like, I know Julio is there. I'm just thinking like, that's a team that I want fantasy. I have like a fantasy quarterback on. Cause boy, they are well, going to have to. Matty Ice has been – I've had him out of my fantasy team for the past, like, five years. This is my first year without him, and he's always been a good performer, putting up 20-plus mm-hmm. points, like, every week. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no mm-hmm. running backs either. So the fact that they're down down a ton, their defense is trash. It's the same thing of having, like, Minshew or something like that. Teams that, like, do not have a running back, they're always going to be losing and therefore need to keep passing. This is part of why last week – so I have David Montgomery using the Bears as an example. And with them being down – Trubisky and then Foles had to keep passing and granted Montgomery catches the ball, but they had to go down the field. So that's a, mm-hmm. if you're looking for a mid, you know, a week four replacement, a little fantasy corner here, uh, it, look at one of those guys. Cause that's, that's a way to like think outside the box of how you're going to get these garbage time points and, and really get it going. Yeah. All right, Adams. Last two picks, last two NFL picks, okay. NFL picks. Excuse me. Wait, do I have two more? Together? So it's okay. two NFL, yeah. and then you'll, you'll have your college on the, uh, the okay. closing, closing sweep. If you need to, yeah, yeah. Whatever games you want, if you need to know which ones aren't taken, I've got them. But you just uh, no, let I, me know I, what you need from well, me. I got one. It might be surprising come up here, but uh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's go, go Birds oh, against baby. the 49ers. Let's um, go. Not what I would usually say after watching that terrible, awful game last week, uh, the tie. Um, that was just hard to watch. Watch the whole game because the Jets weren't on. And uh, there it is. Really wish I w- wish I would have watched the Jets lose instead. Um, but uh, to I mean, Merrill let's... Reese was even worse. <laughs> well, uh, honestly, they, they, they've gotten a couple wins here again against the Jets and the Giants. Uh, that is the uh, 49ers have. Um, they're just so beat up with injuries. People are going down left and right. There's no way that they uh, keep this winning streak alive. And I think the Eagles, while Carson Wentz might not figure everything out, I think they'll figure something out to win here and uh, and beat the 49ers, not only cover the spread. Well, I don't think that's an ice-cold pick, by the way. And it's not just because I'm an Eagles fan, right? Like, they have the talent. The defense has talent. And to your point, like, 49ers are beat up, and how long can they continue that for? Um I don't, I don't hate it. At least, at least like to cover, and that's what you're taking, right? So, I mean, even if you take them out, right, like you're still taking the cover. Yeah. So, I also appreciate it's the seven, uh, yeah, yeah, fellow, fellow green and white love, if you will. Kelly Green at times too. Yes, it's true. That's true. Well. <laughs> What's your number two then? You already oh. got me fired up. Now, there's some rough games left here, games that I've been avoiding like the plague. So, yeah, yeah looking through it now. Um, what do we got? We got, we got, uh, Seattle, Miami, we got Bengals mm-hmm. versus Jaguars. Um, I think the other one left is Los Angeles, Tampa Bay, right? Gene? Yeah. The chargers and, and the bucks. I think that, uh, yeah. So you got one of those three to take a look at. None of a clear reasons why we stayed away from all of them. <laughs> um, well, in that case, since I have no clue about any of these games, I'm just going to go with what I've been going with all, uh, all day today, and that's uh, been with my heart here, and that's going to be betting against Tom Brady. So I'm going to take the uh, <laughs> I'm take the Chargers here 
over the the Buccaneers. Right now it's got the Buccaneers minus seven. Um, I'll take the Chargers to cover that spread. Uh, Braden might eke out a fourth quarter comeback as he always does against the Jets, but uh, I can see him uh, only win by three or whatever. I, I can see the Chargers covering the spread there. Yeah, I almost went with that one actually. I, I kind of agree with why what you just said. Uh, they're the Chargers are figuring some stuff out with their offense. Hunter Henry, I expect to want to continue his his uh, pretty sharp start. Uh, quarterback's best friend is his tight end. It was like when uh, the former Oregon Duck. Um, Marcus Mariota, Jesus. Uh, in his first couple years of the Titans, how Delaney Walker was always a solid tight end pick because, you know, go to your tight end. Uh, but I, I just think, yeah, I think they're, they're starting to figure it out. Their defense is a little suspect, which I think is why on the road coming east, it's probably a seven-point spread, but I like that. I like it to be be close. I like it to maybe even go over this 43-and-a-half. I think Vegas is a little confused as to which way it's going to go. I think that's part of it. I think maybe they think the the Chargers don't get off the plane, but I don't know. I like that pick a lot, Adams. Everybody loves everything Adams does. Great. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I already knew that. I knew uh, that. So, By the so, way, I think it's a really challenging game to pick because of Herbert, but I love that roster. Is Keenan Allen like the the best wide receiver that no one knows about? Like he's so good, and yet no one talks about him. Because he got I he just, used to get hurt all the time. Well, yeah, no, but it's also for whatever reason, like even like the Chargers in their heyday, like you didn't know about a lot of guys. That roster is really good top to bottom. So mm-hmm. anyway. I think Eckler has more to do too. So I think yeah. I think, think he can have a big game. Love the, love like the that. Freezing. More to do. That's my new line. More to Got do. more to do too. All right, G, what's your last NFL pick? Yeah, it's the last NFL pick. Uh, there's some games we haven't talked about, but I am going to go against one of the picks that's out there. Uh, I really do like the Bills and I – don't like the Raiders so that's more of of where we're at I don't I don't think we can crown the Bills just yet as an AFC East champion I mentioned that before in picking the Patriots but I I really think the Raiders are off to a hot start they uh you know they they look decent against the Patriots last week so this this might be a little bit against and pro pro Adams's pick of the Raiders but against my my argument uh I know that there's some there are some injuries on both sides of the ball for the Chiefs but there are are also injuries for the Raiders uh, and I think that we're in for maybe not necessarily a complete come to earth moment from Josh Allen, but I feel like Devin Singletary and that rushing game are just waiting to, to have their big moment. And I feel like that's what pushes this over the edge for the Bills. So I'm going to go against Adams and take the Bills minus three. Ooh. Okay. All right. That was me. It went right at you. Um, I, I don't hate that, but uh, 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 it could yeah. go either way. So between the two games, um, I, I think the, the one that I like that I left, like the ones that I because I've really been interested in this this Jaguars Bengals game for me is a fun game to think about. Um, I love the Jag. I mean, I love the Bengals. Excuse me. Um, it's it, I, I really thought that you know Minshew got you know lucky start. It's just not a lot of talent out there, especially if DJ Chark is even seventy five percent. They just minimal offensive weapons. The Bengals, Burrow has looked like a, a real-time NFL player. I love the Tony Romo comparison, and that's not with any hate towards Romo as a former Cowboy. Just like, I think it makes sense. Um, what I really love, though, are his weapons, and half of them haven't even broken out, like Joe Mixon. But Tyler Boyd has become really reliable. So I, uh, I'm i going to take the Bengals and, and Joe Burrow get his first uh, official NFL win after Doug Peterson stole it from him and tied the game. Um, so... That's my final NFL pick. I will take Burrow to get 
number win number one as an NFL quarterback. I love it. I, I was d- between that and the Bills, and I'd rather just watch this game Sunday afternoon and enjoy because I think this is going to be a points bonanza between those two defenses. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other game we didn't talk about, like Seattle Miami. I'm sure Seattle will cover that six. It's just like to, to Matt's point Weird about the Bills and, Miami. Russ, and Russell Wilson, as good as he is, with, if Chris Carson is digged up, like it, it, are, are they going to continue to completely and utterly blow teams out? I'm not 100% sure. And that, by the way, that Seattle defense isn't good. Wilson is hiding a lot of problems there. So I just wanted to throw it out there as a, as That's a quick a solid note point for everybody. Too. So, yeah, that defense is giving, giving up the most passing yards for the first three games in NFL history. Well, there's a reason heard... why the Cowboys were right back in that thing. Right. The, the, there's some problems on that on that Seattle defense, which you don't expect because it's Seattle. Um, do I get the first college pick here? You do indeed. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. So, I wonder if I just want to take the biggest game of the weekend right off the bat. What I feel kind of bad doing that for you guys, because then I take it away, and then uh... just do it. So I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna. I'm no. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go an upset special this week. I'm gonna go SMU the the Mustangs the Stangs upsetting number twenty five Memphis. Memphis and 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 I SMU is favored. In this game, they are. At, I believe. No, no, no. Memphis yeah. is favored. No, no. Memphis is favored. Yeah, Memphis me, is but favored. It's a, it's a tight, the tight line. Um, first of all, Shane, Shane Buchel, the quarterback for SMU, former top prospect, spent a little bit of time at Texas. Very good program there. And while I do like Memphis a lot, like overall as a program, I think being on the road, I think I like SMU to take him here uh, in a little upset special to, to rattle some betters bones, if you will. So I'm taking I'm taking the Mustangs. The Stangs, love it. Little home, little hometown uh, runaway, the Pony Express. Uh, so I am going to go with the biggest game of the week. Then uh, Auburn number seven visiting number four Georgia. Georgia's a six and a half point favorite in this one, and I don't know. Both teams have some pretty solid quarterbacks to talk about, and I feel like we're going to be hearing their names a lot coming out of Matty D's mouth as we get. Closer and closer to the NFL draft. Uh, this game is going to come down to defense, I think. The over-under is set at 44.5 for a very, very good reason. Um, and the difference maker there is going to be Georgia. They have Zamir White, who is a very solid running back. He had 71 yards in their first game. They have a few other guys out there as well that can, uh, can get the job done. But Auburn doesn't... They pass a lot more than they run. And, and I just feel like... Seeing what their team could try to do. They played Kentucky last week, and Kentucky's going to be pretty good this year. Uh, they put up 29 points, but I feel like if you're having that big statement win in a, you know, the weird Gus Malzahn ping pong, he's really good one year, then really sucks another year, wins the SEC West, and then he does, you know, then he's in last place, he only wins two games. I feel like we're like in for a, like a, you know, a big Gus Malzahn year, and I could be dead wrong about this, but I don't know. I just feel like Bonix can't do it all, and. I feel like Georgia has the the diversity and the different weapons to be able to do that. I think Bo Nix is really fascinating. I think he's got an opportunity, like to your point, super talented. Um, might be a guy in a couple years we're talking about NFL-wise, but right now he's not all the way there. I would agree with that. So, um, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. I'm very excited to see it. 
Uh, there's obviously another big game in the SEC, too, that's going to be out there, but I don't know if that's Adams' pick or not. Probably not. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'll admit that I'm not a, uh, the biggest college football guy, um, but uh, I do tune in here and there, and uh, I may be tuning into this Clemson Cavaliers game. Um that is Clemson Tigers versus the Virginia Cavaliers. Um, just check out my boy Trevor Lawrence to see how he's doing. Uh, you know, see if we want to want to tank for him and uh, see if he's uh, going to be a good fit, fit for the Jets. Um, but actually, I could see Virginia covering the twenty-eight point spread here. Um, I understand Clemson can you know come out with a blowout with forty points or something like that. But um, early in the season. Um, I could see uh, the Virginia Cavaliers shaking things up. We'll see. No, I don't actually hate that. Uh, Clemson, kind of a weird team against the spread. They get these gigantic, at least three touchdown spreads because they're Clemson and they've you know obviously won national championships. They win the ACC by a mile every year. But a lot of the times they have these games, these late September, early October games, where they're playing some mid-tier ACC talent, if you want to call it that, uh, and only end up winning by like 17, 14 points. Still a big win, but to your point, you know, Virginia is no slouch. I feel like they can try to get get some some work done here. They might have a backdoor cover. It's really hard to hold that, especially when in the year of COVID, if they want to try to, you know, reserve some of the gun for, for Lawrence, uh, could really fuck around with the spread there. So I, I like them to, to not keep it close, but, you know, cover this 28 point spread. They have a very good rush attack. Their passing game, as you might expect, Brandon Armstrong, he's been a guy that's been around for, for a few years now. Uh, he's a solid dude. He's no Trevor Lawrence, but solid quarterback. So Adams, that's a great pick. I love the fact that he brought it back to the jets. I, I also think it's a nice <laughs> game to tune into Travis ETN could be a jet maybe yes. in the early second round, or if for some reason you guys start winning football games, unintelligently you know maybe a first round get free after you cut bait from that high paid uh uh running back of yours who's not even on the field um anyway another story <laughs> for another day there yeah wouldn't put it past him oh yeah <laughs> i'm excited jordan we got to get more we got to get more college on this slate it's tough to look at some of these games right now there's just not it's not a lot of uh you know well, what we, when's the Big Ten? Is that the is that the the 17th is the first week of Big Ten football? Yeah, I think we're still like two or three weeks out. Yeah, we're out still a couple weeks out, yeah. From their seven-game slate it is, right, I think? Are they eight? And then isn't the Pac-12? Eight. Maybe it's I think eight. They're both I don't eight. remember. Okay. And then we get some action soon. The, action, well, the Mac's I, coming back. I could use so – all these other sports are starting to end, right? So now instead of having sports every day – you know, baseball's in, their, in, in the playoffs. You got NBA almost finished, NHL wrapped up. We're running out of things for me to watch. So. I got to say, baseball having starting the playoffs every hour on the hour today was incredible. Noon, one, two, three, four, five, and now it's seven and ten for the last couple games. But it's been awesome to just – and they have the fucking March Madness graphic in the top right of having, like, the scores flashing, so like, oh my god, I need to go to ABC and see this game. I need to go to TBS and see this game. ESPN News, what's going on? And you're just frantically changing the channel. It's incredible. <laughs> Not a productive work day, for sure. Yeah, I've been uh, <laughs> on my couch with my – I'm getting work done. It's a very busy work day. But, uh, yeah, on my couch getting work done. Dog right there. It's, you know, there, there are worse things in life. And I would agree. But, yeah. Like, what were you going to say? Go ahead. 
No, nothing. I, I don't need to make fun of my team or Matt's team anymore tonight. Okay. Adam, I was going to say, me. Adams, anything else you want to talk about in the sports world? Anything that, uh, any bones you have to pick with, uh, anybody? No, I mean, uh, again, Mets missed the playoffs again this year, even though they had a stacked roster. It's just real tough to see. Um, injuries hurt us and then just not um, not scoring our runners that are on base. Just absolutely incredibly uh, unclutch of us. But uh, on the on the good side of things, the uh, Phillies also, you know, ended up tanking. So got to yeah. love it. Well, uh, we have a couple fires firings that Phillies fans have on their wish list, just like you, you do with Adam Gase. So, uh we know that feeling. It's going to be very interesting to see how the Phillies address the offseason once uh, things start going. But, uh, yeah, you know, the bullpen stunk. I tried to make a bullpen joke. Uh, talked about that offline of how Jake Diekman almost blew a lead today. And I also wanted to say that no pitcher can ever really escape the Phillies' bullpen's curse. But, alas, <laughs> Jake Diekman closed out the game. Uh, I'm happy, though. That's that We now get a game three in this three-game series, which I actually kind of like. Uh, don't like the eight teams, but... I, I like the three-game series for for the wild card round now instead of just one game. Yeah, well, look, it'll be it, it. It. I'm just glad they're having playoffs, right? Like that's the best part. We've talked about this a little bit, Jordy, yeah. but it's been really cool to actually, you know, have baseball, have all the sports, be able to finish up has been pretty nice. But yeah, it's nice. I, I've moved on. I'm all football now. It's all. I got too much fantasy going on. I can't be worrying about other things. I got to block out the noise. I got money to win, and I've got a birds team to also win because they don't have a victory yet. So. What's the happy good Adam's bad. Harness good, what? block bad. <laughs> the guy he plays with on his first tour event. <laughs> yeah. Adams, thanks so much for coming on, man. It's fun to talk football with you since we don't get to see as much with the pandemic. Oh, I've seen you a little bit, though. We got you out on the golf course, saw you at Top Golf, but uh, uh, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, sharing some of your uh, your pain with us, too. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's been, uh, been a pleasure. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Well, Matt, we'll have you back on soon. You now uh, need to defend if you end up beating both of us. So beware of that. You're now at uh, our beck and call if we ever need you. Fair enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Takes it in stride. I love it. Uh, all right. Thanks, Adams. I right, love you guys. A big thanks again to Matt Adams for hopping on. That was a ton of fun. And I hope you guys can tell that we had a blast ripping each other and having fun. Matt talking about the Jets and bringing it all full circle, taking Trevor Lawrence. So, a special thanks again to him, but let's talk a little baseball, you know, wrap it up. I know it's the fun V tailgate, so we're keeping it in uh, the realm of football, but considering that the wild card round will be done and the NL and ALDS will probably be going by the time Greg and I sit down to do another bullpen cart proper podcast. Want to just give a couple updates because it's been awesome to watch so far two days in and we have three series down the American league, obviously this best of three format is playing Three consecutive days. Tampa Bay beating Toronto, not a huge surprise there. I watched a little bit of that. Uh, Tampa's just really good. And now they get a day, an extra day to prepare themselves to play the Yankees. Um, that'll be in, I believe, uh, either Petco or, or Dodger Stadium. I actually don't have that in front of me. But, the, but with the Yankees and the Indians... I got to talk about this because the first game Yankees get to Shane Bieber right away. Game two last night, I mentioned it, I've been super busy with work. I basically have sat on my couch with baseball on in the background. I mentioned in, in picks, seeing the March Madness like scores I'm typing away, typing away. I actually had to work really late last night and it was perfect 
because this Yankee Indian game that got rain delayed and everything is still on. It didn't end until about 1230 when I was wrapping up work. And oh my God, the final score ends up being nine to eight, 10 to nine from the Yankees. And oh my God, this game was back and forth. It had everything. The Yankees take a huge lead. They had a grand slam at one point. Cleveland would not go away. Multiple times, Jose Ramirez gets RBI doubles. We get a crazy pinch hit with a right-hander, with a with a right-handed bat, with a right-hander on the mound for the Yankees that gets brought in, and the chess match, oh my God, this thing was incredible. And ultimately, Cleveland ends up getting the lead. They bring in Brad Hand. To close this thing out, they get a lead in the eighth inning. Brad Hand ends up coming to close it out and really ends up screwing the pooch. He lets up, he ends up letting up two runs because they end up bringing Cal Qualtrell. I'm fucking up his last name. But one of the guys they actually brought over from San Diego when they sent Mike Clevenger out there. And he, you know, lets up the two runs and the Yankees end up taking this thing. Chapman comes in in the eighth inning, gets the win and closes it out and, and nearly almost fucks it up. But then, uh, you know, the Yankees get this thing done and you got to give them all the props in the world. Aaron Judge hitting a home run. Gary Sanchez had this massive two-run bomb that he kind of just slaps it, slaps a fly ball out in right field and it was super windy in Cleveland, ends up taking the ball out of the park. But one of the better games out there that you have to be, if you watch this game, if you didn't watch it, you got to be kicking yourself as a baseball fan. The crazy part the Brewers and the Dodgers, Dodgers end up winning 4-2, not a big surprise, although it was a lot closer than you would have thought. But that game started after this did, mentioned it, rain delay. And because this game took so long, it was such a, a methodical, classic Yankee playoff game of s- slow baseball, something that you really got to love. You got to love baseball to like slog through this because it did take so many hours and Vaskersian and A-Rod did not hold back from referencing how long they'd been calling baseball games, which was kind of funny in hearing the different ways that they were trying to entertain each other. Um, all props to them. If you're in the booth for that long and you're just coming up with different ways of saying pitchers look like Ethan Hawke and different different things like that. Um, all the props in the world to them. But that Dodger game almost ended before the Yankees did. Now, the Dodgers ended up taking a lead. Not a huge surprise there. Um other series out there, Chicago and Oakland, only series that's going to a Game 3. I'm actually pretty excited about that. Uh, I mentioned it on the in the picks that Jake Diekman almost blew it, almost made a, uh, a Phillies bullpen joke. But both of these teams look really good. They've looked very good. or The White Sox look very good in Game 1. Lucas Giolito almost threw a perfect game. Don't know if you heard about it, because everybody was fucking talking about it when it was going on. Classic announcer's curse blows it. But then Oakland looks really good in Game 2. So this, yeah, we're going to the rubber match. We're going to see what happens here. Uh, I really like this A's team. I don't want to see them go, but I also like this White Sox team a lot. So I'm not going to be upset either way. It's just going to be fun to see more playoff baseball and see where this thing goes in terms of uh, you know how the how the American League shapes up because they're going to go right to it. Uh, you know, get a day off for travel, and then it, it I believe they start on on Saturday for the American League Division Series. But <clears throat> National League, we mentioned a little bit with the Dodgers. But they, they end up winning. Not a huge surprise. The Miami Marlins take down the Cubs in game one. Huge seventh inning. Kind of a wacky game. The Cubs offense, Greg called this. All the props in the world to him. That their offense completely 
dead. And they need something big today on Thursday. You may know the score of this because it's starting at 2. And and I'm finishing this up around 8.30. So it's hopefully up by, I don't know, 10 or 11, depending on how quickly SoundCloud gets it up there. But their offense needs to do something. They have Hugh Darvish on the mound against Sixto Sanchez. We talked about him in the last podcast, former Philly prospect. Darvish needs to be lights out, and the Cubs offense needs to get it going. I mean, the odds on this, minus 179? Yikes. That's a lot of juice to be betting on an elimination game for you, Darvish. Um, Elsewhere, we had Atlanta and Cincinnati. Atlanta ends up winning this thing one nothing in extra innings, and that was a game that it seemed like there were so many different opportunities for the Reds to get on the board and get this thing done because their pitching staff just looked great in Atlanta. Atlanta just grinded through it. They kind of took the punches that they threw. Their pitchers got the Reds to not come through in the clutch. I'm trying to think of a more eloquent way to put that, but they were 0 for 13, I believe, with runners in scoring position. The Reds were. And the Braves just had to wait that out, and they did. I'm sure they didn't want it to go 13 innings because they have to play three games in three days if the Reds end up coming out back to win today. But, I mean, it was a great game. Again, it's another one that, like, you really have to love baseball to to go through this game and enjoy it. But Trevor Bauer, 12 strikeouts, most strikeouts ever for a Reds pitcher in the playoffs, which is surprising to hear. They have a World Series title, and they don't have a guy who threw 12 strikeouts in a game, uh, especially, like, Back in the day when guys were... They had multiple World Series titles, for one. Um, like, back in the day when guys were pitching nine-inning games in their sleep. I, I don't know. That. Great for Trevor Bauer, though. Uh, then San Diego-St. Louis. The one game that I think nobody thought was going to happen. That St. Louis would win a relatively high-scoring game, 7-4, over the Padres. Where they got out early. They got a ton of runs on the board. And San Diego tried to get their way back in, but St. Louis would not go away. Uh, that's something that I'm actually very surprised by. Chris Paddock looked really bad letting up four runs in the first inning. Um, and these these different guys, you know, it's a lot of different names that we've heard throughout the years. Paul Goldschmidt, home run. Yadier Molina, RBI single. Matt Carpenter had a number of RBIs. Paul DeYoung on there. Dexter Fowler ends up, you know, putting the final nail in the coffin, making it 7-4 in the ninth inning. But... I don't know. We need to see what, what San Diego does to rebound here because the big guys, Fernando Tatis goes one for four. Machado goes one for five. We need to see how they respond here because the middle of their lineup, Myers, Fam, Cronenworth, they did their job. They got on base. They came around to score. Tatis scored two runs. I shouldn't act like he did nothing. But we need more. Hosmer goes 0 for four with a, with a sack fly. We need more there um, because if if this is how it's going to go today in this game two, now the Cardinals just need to win one. And they have starting pitching that if they are they feel confident to shut down the Padres, they might pull away with this in two games. I don't know if this is me over-exaggerating, overreaction, editorializing, but this could be a really quick series or we could see another long, methodical type of game. And now the ball's in the Cardinals' court, and that's never really something that you want in terms of if you're not a Cardinals fan, you know, because the Cardinals have done this. They've 
that's how they've won so many of their World Series titles, is that they've had the confidence, they've had the various teams to do it. Um, now, where we're at in terms of the playoffs, obviously, we could see every other series close out today, which will be kind of wild. No no third day of wild card games. Um, I like the three-game series. I think I mentioned this on the previous podcast. Um, I Still not a huge fan of the eight-team playoff format. It's cool. Houston ends Oh, I didn't even mention Houston ends up winning their series 2-0. Um, Minnesota goes out pretty quietly. Kind of a bummer there. Um, but, yeah, it's fun seeing, you know, the six seed and the five seed, the Yankees and the, and the Astros win their various series. But, you know, sure, it's fun, but do we need it? Like, does it need to be the theme of uh, of these playoffs that the Houston Astros on their on their defense tour, if you want to call it that, that wasn't, um, I don't you know, I don't know. I, it, there's weird storylines for every single one of these teams, but, like, Say Milwaukee comes back and beats the Dodgers and the eight seeds in, you know, I don't know. It sounds really like old school of me to be like, Oh, the integrity of it. When it was a 60 game season, it was all whacked out. Um, it's just weird. I don't know. I, I do think if you need to expand the playoffs, expand it to six teams, a league and do this format, do the series, the three game series, maybe go to East West divisions, get rid of the central and just divvy it up. Um, I don't know if that requires you to get, to well you're at seven and seven and then eight and eight in the american league and national league so you could do it now uh i was gonna say i don't know if that requires you to need to get to 32 teams or not and then four wild card teams you know the two division winners get buys and so on and so forth um maybe that's the step they try to do i don't know but yeah this the the three game series experiment i like it all in one stadium too i do think that's actually a pretty cool gimmick to uh to really give the the emphasis of a winning your division and B being a good team. I don't know necessarily. We mentioned this before. If I like the second place gets the the next three seeds, so the wild cards have to play a division winner, um, or the third place teams, I should say, have to play a division winner. But um, yeah, I, it's been fun to watch, and it's incredible. I mentioned it with Adams that it's incredible to to tune into a baseball game at noon and sit on your couch for 13 hours. The only time I didn't was when I made dinner quickly last night, and then the 40-ish minutes that I recorded the pick with with the two mats. Um, but I watched baseball other than that and worked yesterday. That was my day. It's, it's going to be fun to see. It'll be fun to get back to some sense of normalcy of the ALDS this weekend and the NLDS. Um, and, yeah, no days off and, and quickly running through it. We'll you know, keep plugging away, but I'm excited to see how it goes. It's going to be great. Um, elsewhere, the Lakers won game one of the NBA Finals last night. I didn't really watch any of it because I was watching the baseball. Um, saw a little bit of the end of the second quarter. Jimmy Butler got banged up. Bam out of bio. I saw left. Um, yeah, without those guys, this might be a quick one for the Lakers. Uh, Anthony Davis had 30 points. LeBron, I think, had a triple-double. I mean, we thought the Lakers were going to win anyway. It seems like it's a... Now all but a sure thing so uh yeah there's some basketball talk for you i mentioned it with greg don't have much more analysis than that in the tank so uh if you want basketball stuff we'll get emily on but that'll do it for this episode thanks everybody for listening uh, let me know what you thought I, I like doing these solo shows i know a lot of people really like them when it's just me i feel like sometimes i stutter and get rambly but let me know what you think um uh, seriously 
tweet at me, Jordo9, or at the Thunderblog, ThunderBLG. Join the Facebook group, the Thunderblog Bullpen Cart Podcast Group. It's just the Bullpen Cart Podcast Group. Early morning, construction, all throwing my mind off. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Thunderblog Sports. We you know, are posting stuff about the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup, which Greg and I talked about a little bit as the the final game was closing out. So I don't know if we have any other closing thoughts other than the UVA mentality that they took, wearing the, the John Cooper wearing the UVA hat on the SVP interview. If you've not seen that, go check it out. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Let us know what you think, either in the show notes or all those very... Ah, yep, there's the stuttering. All those various different mediums that I just listed off. But have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy the football. And go birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.